Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yes, hello, Zelda Footycast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield with you on this Wednesday evening. You'll be listening to this Thursday morning. We do this every week, Monday and Thursday, a preview, a review. Now we're getting into trade week. Skeet, how are you, mate? Going really well, on pretty good terms with myself. Uh, celebrated my 23rd wedding anniversary, as you know, a couple of days ago. How did that go? It went really well. I went to a, a news agent, got a card, then I went to a... Then I went to a florist and got some tulips, which I'm told that she loves. Only problem is, as soon as I got the tulips home, they're 29 bucks, by the way, in Beaufort Street. A couple of them, almost 29 a dollar, bucks. Almost about, a dollar for every year you've been married. <laughs> Shut up. They're about six tulips. Three of them started drooping after about an hour. So I thought, that is an absolute stitch-up. But anyway, I said to my wife, you like tulips. Um, she was happy. It's called Effort Scully. And like when I came back from Melbourne... Grand final, brought back some perfume. A bit like when you came back from Europe, Alex. You brought her uh, so much, uh, so much to remember the trip by, uh, such as. Oh, you're gonna you, <laughs> you're gonna tie me into that, are you? <laughs> Let's talk about preparation on Mark Reddings. You forgot. You remembered while you were in here. Then you woke up in the morning. Your wife had a card, a present for yeah. you. You had sweet fa. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and then you you ducked into the server on the way home. <laughs> oh, there you go. We've all been there. Shelter footy because you could have taken a six pack of shelters back for her. That would have been beautiful. We've got a West Australian uh, theme here on the Shelter Footycast. Uh, we do this every week. You can follow us on socials, Shelter Footycast on Instagram. Send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, if you want to find us on YouTube, just search Backchat or Shelter Footycast. Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Let's get into some of the big moments of the round. Remember last time we spoke, uh, trade period hadn't started. It was the eve of trade period. We did a bit of a preview. What could come about. Um, I think that next morning Essendon signed its new CEO. Exciting stuff for the Essendon Footy Club. They don't have a CEO anymore. He resigned the next day. Uh, it's worth, I know, listening on this, you would have heard it in the news uh, uh, stories across the way. What, 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 where does Essendon sit? We haven't been very fond of them this year as, on this show. But how did they get there? How did they, and look, and obviously in, in looking at people for jobs in 2022 you, you can't ask them about their religious beliefs which is given but surely there's a due diligence that goes into you can research it he's uh, like he's a he's a, he's public, a hot, public chair public, public chair so and even if he didn't make those statements he's involved with a, an organization that made some statements that are, are pretty uh, derogatory towards uh, parts of the community so it, it was astonishing that it got to that point how david barham has survived 
off the back of that, it's it's. I think that's interesting anyway. I mean, <laughs> David Barham just comes out. Looks like he shoots from the hip a little bit. He, you know, press conference after they got rid of Rutten, he was just out front footing people, and it's done the same here. To it's a basket case of the footy club at the moment. You can put that in the same basket as the Kangaroos, I think, um, with uh, Jason Horn francis wanting out the door. Um, we're going to speak about that a little bit later on. Trade period, of course, has got underway. Um, we did mention on Monday um, a couple of names. Connor McKenna was one. That is firming up. Apparently, really? they are trying to bring him back, and Fremantle could be a, maybe someone. What have Fre- Fremantle's uh, bought a few tickets to the movies, haven't they? Well, we have spoken about the fact that they didn't have anyone coming in for the amount of players out coming out. So they haven't looked inside the AFL. They've gone to guys that have retired, retired. and gone back to <laughs> Anthony McDonald, oh, Tip and Woody. He's the same. They're, they're yeah. looking at him. Well, we were on radio and I'm sure we spoke to might have been Peter Bell and he suggested that Justin Lomia had had brief conversations. Yep. So whether that's a tenuous link or a strong link, we know Matthew Lloyd has been even stronger saying that Fremantle is a front runner. What is he, 27 years of age? Uh Probably it's a 50-50 whether he comes back. Electric player, mm. in a, if he was in a good team, like a Fremantle, who need that that attacking flair, like he, he could be something. He'd be a cult hero for yeah. starters, yep. straight away, off the bat. Uh, but yeah, there's a bit of work to be done. But Fremantle, as you said, they've been the most, well, if not the most active, certainly one of the most active clubs, not necessarily off their own accord because of players wanting to leave. Yep, there's plenty going on with Freo. Let's get into them West Coast and Freo update. Fremantle trades, there's been plenty going on. Blake Akers made his way to, to Carlton for a future third rounder. I think that's cheap for Blake Akers. I know he potentially lacks uh, consistency at St Kilda. He comes to Fremantle, they put him in a role that suits his game style. And this last year's probably been his best year in the AFL. He walks out the door for effectively nothing. They, they get a pick in the third round next year. I don't know, you know, uh, that there's a bit of gold sometimes lying around in the third round, but you really get nothing, especially for an established player like Blake Akers. So he leaves to Carlton. Happy? Yeah, I think he was a little miffed um, just in his post-trade about the the offer that he declared that he wasn't a high priority. Obviously, dollar value wasn't showing up as as being anything maybe commensurate with what he's going to get at at his next club, Carlton. So, look, yeah, I wouldn't say he was filthy, but I, I think he wanted it known that if he was offered... A better he would have deal. Signed it for yeah. Him. Although he did say that his partner is from Victoria, so that that does make the decision perhaps a little easier. I've spoken well. to Blake outside of footy. Yep. You know, he seemed like a happy guy here. He's he was a fines master at Fremantle, and that might not mean much, but that actually does mean something. They're a culture guy at a footy club, mm. so uh, that's why I've been banging on. I think it's a big loss for them. Uh, the other fine master it was a co-fine master. Griffin Logue, Fremantle trade Griffin Logue. They lose both their fines masters in the same year. Look, you might look at me quizzically, but it is actually, it, it means more than just a bit of a laugh and, you know, take the piss out of the boys. Usually... They're those, big for a reason, though. Yeah. Those guys stand up, and I think you're right. Actually, I laugh, but they, they are guys that... They're, they're leaders without being in the leadership group. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have to... The captain would never be the fines master, right? No. They've got other obligations. The, the fines masters... They're over everything at the footy club. They know what the young guys are doing. They know what the old guys are doing. They're, they care. Yeah, they're connectors, right? So, yeah, and they care, and people respect them. That's mm. what, that's why they're up there. So Griffin Logue was the other one. He walks out the door with Darcy Tucker on the way to North Melbourne. Um, they, they lose a, a future third in that deal and don't get a whole lot back. I don't have it written down here, but I don't think they get too much back for those two players. No, was, there think, sec- was there a second rounder but in I th- there? Yeah, but I think what happened is that, I mean, Belly might have explained this the other night, is that if they had – played 
hard ball. They could have easily just walked through to the preseason. Right. So, so I think Fremantle just uh, made the most of, of what they could at the time. And so, uh, look, I, look, Belly certainly I trust him implicitly to to make sure that he got the best out of out of that possible deal. Yeah, there's still some other um, names floating around Fremantle uh, without trades being done. Josh Corbett from the Gold Coast Sun has indicated that he wants to go to Fremantle, which we've spoken about already. Uh, Rory Lobb's situation seems a little unclear. Um, we spoke to Peter Bell. I asked him directly, uh, is there a chance that Rory Lobb won't be at the football club next year? And he bounced around the question um, like a like a good footy. Uh, what's his official role? Operations, uh, general matter yeah, of operations. Yeah, you know, he didn't give us a direct answer on that. I think they will trade him. He, he didn't say he will not be leaving the football club. Why is it? Uh, this is what I'm confused about. If he's under contract, he wants to go to the Western Bulldogs. Why can't the Dockers do a deal with another club in Melbourne? Given he's built a house, got a house in South Yarra or wherever it is. So if you by go to Richmond or Carlton or Collingwood. Why why is it precluding the Dockers to try and instigate something else with another well, club? Well, why it, is that? Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Just like with Jason Horn Francis, it shouldn't preclude him just to go to Port Adelaide if he is so homesick, as he said. I, I think clubs should wrestle back a bit of power from players in these situations. Um, I've been a pro player guy for for a long time, but specifically here. In a, in a contracted player. This isn't a, someone who's out of mm. contract, out of favour. This is someone who's had one of the best years of footy in their career. He's best here. He's yeah, best yeah. Year. And he's contracted. He was contracted last year and he wanted out. Oh, I just think that's ridiculous. I wrote an article today on it. Uh, um, call me old-fashioned. If you, if you sign a contract um, in a normal workforce or workplace or, or any anywhere, really, that's a legally binding thing. And, and so – so players, what, just sign a contract and then two years ago, so I don't, don't like it here. Then he doesn't get the deal done. He has the best year he's had. Like, well, it's just very – clubs have no power. Players have full power. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But I'd, I'd like to see some players held to account on their contract. Yeah, and maybe some managers as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Lloyd Meek uh, is potentially going to the Hawks, so that's still on the cards, and there's a few other names floating around there. What about West Coast? Uh, Jaden Hunt joins the footy club. We spoke to him on C- uh, on 6PR. Yep. Good chat. Nice fella. Um, and he's seemed very personal doing uni. He's very comfortable about coming over. He did catch up as uh, you knew uh, with some of the boys, played some golf. Called that. I called that last week. All done and dusted, didn't I? Said you done did. and dusted. No, you were Nostradamus. You're extraordinary. Um, <laughs> but he plays off about two or three golf. So he's a he's a... Decent sportsman, athlete, yeah. and look, I think he's he a, can play footy. Too. I think it's a decent pickup. Yeah, um, I know it's easy to say that in in October, but I think he'll actually give the Eagles uh, something they they've missed, and that's pace. Yeah, I mean that that is a common criticism of West Coast, and I've had to sort of sit around and defend that a bit. You know, ball movements quicker than pace. I know, but, he, but he, he, he runs. I agree. I'm about to say I do agree. Like a line breaking player like that. Lewis Jetta was was like that in his best. He could break lines mm. um, with some pace. It it makes a difference. And West Coast have really lacked that. So I think it's a, a great addition to that. I did want to talk about um, one. Their interest in Luke Jackson is that real? Do you think that's real? That that continuously is a cycle of chat about it. Is it real? I, it's almost like it feels like they're just trying to get under Fremantle's. Just just keep them sort of guessing and pushing up the price just to and they're like antagonizing them not to say they don't want him but if west coast signed him right say they gave up pick two i'm about to give you a scenario that's being floated around at the moment a three-way deal yeah but but just say everything because it came about and west coast gave up pick two and a future first for luke jackson no no one else involved 
I, I honestly think the West Coast Eagles fan base would burn the club down. Yeah. Uh, after what happened with Tim Kelly, now he's starting to play some really good footy, but they probably for the first couple of years didn't didn't get the player they expected to get, and, and it and it was an overs deal that they did. I think they gave away three first round round draft picks for him. If they did it again in a, in a stage where they're meant to be rebuilding, I just can't see it happening. I can't see that happening. No, no, I, I agree. I can't. I don't think. I think they've got number two pick, which they just haven't had that look at the draft for so long. Uh, Luke Jackson, he's better suited, as we've said many times, probably better suited to West Coast than Fremantle. But I think uh, the West Coast Eagles are obligated to to stick to their drafting policy, which I think they're going to. Unless, yeah, unless something dramatic happens, I think they will stick to that process. The trade that's being floated around, and this is relatively reliable, it's been reported by multiple sources, that Port Adelaide, North Melbourne and West Coast are all chatting. Yep. West Coast has picked two. Uh, Rioli wants to get to Port Adelaide. Jason Horn francis wants to get to Port Adelaide. And North Melbourne wants some picks. So a potential trade that's being floated is um, Port would get Jason Horn francis and Junior Rioli. North Melbourne would get West Coast pick two and maybe some future something. West Coast would get pick eight and a future first. West Coast want more. And I, and I think rightfully so because they're effectively giving up pick two for, for pick eight and a future first and Junior Rioli. So that, that scenario, although Port get that what they want, North might get what they want. I don't think West Coast no, does. No, they, I, I agree totally. I'm not sure they're going to buy that. Um, no, I think that's... It looks nice on, on paper for maybe a couple of the, the Without the Junior Rioli in there, I think yeah. it would be good for West Coast yes. to go uh, pick two to pick eight. It's There's no, no real difference. And then you get a future first. You're basically doubling your picks. But yeah. then to lose Junior Rioli on the top of that. Then I don't you're behind think. the game. Yeah, yeah correct. Um, that's the West Coast Eagles and Frio Raps here on the Shelter Footycast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Let's get into the rest of the round, and that means the rest of the trade. So um, we spoke to you uh, before the trade period started. So I thought we'd just give you a quick wrap of everything that has happened. So October 3rd, so that was Monday, Carl Amon walked out the door of Hawthorne and signed with we'll Hawthorne. The, after going leaving Port Adelaide. That is correct. That is correct. Don't write things on the teleprompter. Will just reads out. <laughs> I've known a few newsreaders have done that previously, though. That's okay. That's so they it. so they got a um, compensatory pick for that pick number twenty seven, which they were hoping would be higher that they could maybe backdoor into Junior Rioli. But twenty seven won't get Junior Rioli in the door, in my opinion. What no. do you think? No, I agree. Uh, Carl will be Aim will be a decent player for for. He's had some, uh, didn't he poll three three voters this yeah. this year in the yeah, Brownlow? Yeah, it was weird. It's very strange, but you're right. He, he polled. Well, I'm not sure it was late in the piece, but yeah, he did get some good numbers. Yeah, and you're right, best ons yeah. a couple, more than once. Yeah, well, it's hard to do. Never did it in my life. Um, well, you, what, you've got you've got one vote. One, you, one vote. Yeah, one vote in 194 games. So he's he's beaten that in one game. One more than me, Will. One more than me. <laughs> Uh, very good. Collingwood uh, got Bobby Hill. Um, so that's a good trade. GWS trade him out the door. Uh, they, they get a third rounder for him and a future second. So they'd be happy with a couple of picks. Bobby Hill, I think, adds something to Collingwood. He'll be, I reckon he will thrive there. He'll blossom. And I'll tell you what, the Giants, they've lost some talent, but haven't they got some draft picks up their sleeve now? Yeah, they're going to be holding more draft picks than players <laughs> in this, this uh, draft season. 
<clears throat> Tim Taranto walks out the door just like Bobby Hill. He heads to Richmond with uh, uh, a first rounder from Richmond and a second rounder. Um, is that cheap for Tim Taranto? He's a he's a he's a decent player. Yeah, um, and see, I think he might be on a is it a six or seven year contract they're looking at my thinking right here he's long term they weren't talking like two or three he's yeah, yeah. he's chip, they're all chips in there so so they've effectively got him in the door for pick 12 and pick 19 I don't know Matt he's a gun isn't he well I, I think so I, I know some people in fantasy oh, land that like playing him in, in their team I think I think he's a six or seven year deal they're offering him so that's yeah that shows you what they think of him and Richmond that that to me that's them saying well we're going to go again here and have a have a real crack. Yep, they were the first couple of ones off the ranks. Then the Tuesday came around, Daniel McStay. It's been a real trend of key position players on the move this period with uh, Rory Lobb, Daniel McStay, Liam Jones. Uh, Zane Cordy went today as well. So Daniel McStay heads to Collingwood from Brisbane for a second rounder. Liam Jones on the same day. Uh, goes to the Western Bulldogs, back to the Western Bulldogs. He went Western Bulldogs. Uh, traded to Carlton, uh, went from being a forward. I played on him as a forward. He was athletically sound, but he, he didn't quite have the physical presence. Well, maybe the mentality, it wasn't aggressive enough mm. as a forward. It was easy to play on. Whereas Defender, he went, he's been he went really back good. and he's changed his game, walked away from, from the club. Uh, but to, but how, sorry, how easy it is to go play VFL for 12 months Yeah, and then step back in? I mean... Is that talk. what he was doing? He was playing in the VFL. I think it was Queensland yeah. up, up in the VFL, or yeah. VFL up there. So, look, I'm sure it's doable. Because, but yeah, I just it's an interesting scenario where he's he's gone from obviously, and it's all around his vaccination status. So, but yeah. so he signed a three year deal at the Western Bulldogs. How old do you reckon Liam Jones is, or do you know the answer? No, I, I think. Well, I did radio this morning. Is he 31? Yeah, he's 31. Yeah, yeah. That's surprising. I thought he was oh, younger. So did I. Yeah. So he signs a three year deal. So they've signed so him to 34 to a 34 year old. It's, I would say, risky. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I'd be giving him two, maybe. But they're, they're in desperate need of a key for a key a key position player. The Western Bulldogs, a key back. They've got Norton. They've got Hugo Hagen. They've got Bruce in the forward line, and they're going to have Lob possibly, and they're possibly going to have Lob. But they need a backman. They've yeah, got right. Alex Keith. He was getting dropped towards the back end of the year. So Liam Jones, they? Liam Jones firms that up, and we'll touch on it later on what he went for. But Zane Cordy walked out the door the minute they signed Liam Jones, basically. So he thought. If he's coming in, I'm not getting a game. I'm going to St Kilda. Unrestricted free agent. Absolutely. Yep, Yep, correct. Melbourne uh, did a little pick swap with Port Adelaide. um, And then we got to today, Zane Cordy went to St Kilda, unrestricted free agent. um, And that's on the back of Liam Jones signing. Uh, GWS received a first round pick. Uh, Brisbane gave up. uh, They received a second round pick. They did a pick swap between those two. Gold Coast, they got Ben Long from St Kilda. Ben Long. You seen much of him play? Yeah, I have. I've seen a bit of him. I think he's a he'll get a game with the Saints. I think. Yeah, look, he's a bit frustrated at St Kilda. Yes. Um, is he? You know, is he a solid? So I mean, Gold Coast signed not only Ben Long but Tom Berry, yes. brother of Jared Berry, today. I was driving and heard that come across the airwaves. I mean, they're they're good signings, but are they? Will they play twenty two games? Both of those players for the Suns, or are they? They're probably they're probably eighteen to twenty five on your list. Mm. They'd probably be in the mix most weeks. Do they lock down a position? That'll be if they can have a good preseason. They don't just walk straight in. Neither are walk on players, are they? No. Well, mind you, this time last year when Will Brody 
went from yeah. Gold Coast to Fremantle. I'll, I'll be put my hand up in the air. I thought, yeah, I'm not sure there's much to get excited about here. He's he's played a bit of footy, but I had no idea that he'd have as good a year as he did. Well, again, I'll go back to fantasy. He was one of the fantasy pickups of the year, and some, and some people yeah. didn't even bring him into his team. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't know how you could actually do that. Sitting right over the back there, Michael Rockefeller. Uh, who's uh, who's the winner in 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 all of this so far? Is is I mean, Frio. You can't really say a winner. People are just walking out the door and they're getting picks back. No, they're not winners yet. They no. might be. Um, uh, Richmond signed Taranto. In terms of quality of talent, yep. Richmond. Um, what's Carlton got? Acres uh, North Melbourne. Yeah, they, they, I don't think there's a huge standout just yet, is it? No, I, I think at the end of it, we'll look back and Geelong have won this period. So Tanner Bruin is is rumoured to have uh, locked in with them and Bows, Jack Bows, yeah, Bows, uh, and they'll get pick seven as well in that deal. Connor McKenna is linked to Geelong. Connor McKenna is linked to Geelong. I repeat, uh, they, they could they could walk out with four guys that walk into a premiership side, which is. Pretty incredible. How, how they, is Stephen Wells still there? I'd say so. Yeah, what a, he's he'll a freak. He'll just be deep in the in the annals of, of trade land. But you tell me that you keep saying to me, look, apart from the fact Geelong's a successful club, you know, it's not like it's you know, it's cold, it's wet in the middle of winter. It's you know, it's not in the it's not in a metropolis like Melbourne. What's the attraction to go to Geelong? I say this hand on no, heart. I mean, if you look in Victoria as a whole, and, I, and I'm mm. speaking for someone who doesn't live in Geelong anymore, it's it's a better lifestyle than Melbourne. Okay, for starters. more relaxed, it's not as busy. Um, you're closer to the beach. Property prices are lower. Yep. Um, a lot of people have started making that move from Melbourne to Geelong, and you don't have the commute, and and so it is. It's like a Perth in in terms of, you know, West Coast and Fremantle are different parts of this city. I think you know, as a West Coast player, you never really see the Freo guys. Freo really never see the West Coast guys. Geelong don't really see any of the other. You just it's mm. it's almost. But you're in a footy town. You know, people love it, and you, and you get great opportunities with you know commercial opportunities in yeah. Geelong. And, um, there's a lot of upside to it, and on top of all of that, they've been a successful side. They've been the most successful side over the last decade, and. And maybe pass it when you think of yeah, what they the, did in the, in the 207, 8 onwards. Yeah, see, if you went from 207 to 22, I know they haven't done a three-peat like Hawthorne and, or Richmond. Incredibly successful. But but they have been more consistent than both Absolutely, those sides. Yeah. They haven't had a drop-off. And and so as a player, yes, money, yes, lifestyle. But, but for me, I was always motivated by winning. So Geelong would be – if I was going to go anywhere – Geelong will be right at the top of the list because they win. And that's why Richmond's able to sign these guys. And that's why Hawthorne, you know, after they go through a rebuild, will be able to sign these guys. And that's probably why West Coast, even after finishing second last on the ladder last year and, and had a pretty shit-ass year, mm. are able to go and sign free agents because they're a big club, successful club. Players want to be involved in that yeah. rather than a Bulldogs or a St Kilda. Yeah. And that's only being honest. It's not bagging those North Melbourne's types of teams. Yeah, and Geelong, what, 07... 9, 11, 11, 22. And they lost 20. So there's there's four flags since 07 yep. in 15 years. Yep. I think the I think that they look at a what every 10, 15 years to win a flag is, is uh, Tom Tom Hawkins and Joel Sell would have missed finals like twice in their whole career. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's like Joel Sell would have played forty something finals. There was one amazing stat from Swamp, I think it was, or someone saying only one game in the past ten years has been round 22 of whatever year it was that Joel Selwood knew that he couldn't play finals. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. some stupid fact that he he just, every year, he's there. And that's that's all your fans can want, having a, having, having a, a say in the finals, which is, is perfect. So that's why I think um, 
there may need to be some parameters of some description brought in because do players want to go to a North Melbourne? You know, no. Well, apparently they do. Logue's gone there. No, no, Tucker's no. But we're, yeah, we're t- yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Darcy Tucker, you know, hundred games and a fine citizen at, at Fremantle, but he's he struggled for a game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tim uh, Tim is not knocking on North Melbourne's door. No, I mean Andrew Gaff got offered to go to North Melbourne, didn't yeah, he? I think yeah. Dusty probably got offered. Yeah, but turned them they're, down. They're saying no. So there may need to be parameters to stop it turning into like an EPL type setup mm-hmm. where you've got the top four sides that can sign anyone totally. they want. They don't have the salary cap restrictions that we do in the AFL or but a draft. No, but they do have the big club status, which the more that players have control the big pl- club status comes into it. Well, it's a perfect example was Juddy going back all those years. He, you know, Carlton, Collingwood, Eston were the three that he wanted to uh, have a chat to. I mean, other clubs didn't get a look in. So you're right. It, the, the big club mentality comes to the fore. That's the trade wrap for this uh, Wednesday, Thursday of week one of the trade period. It'll be... I actually don't know when it finishes. The trade. I think it's a go 10 to, days. It goes, goes till next week. They need to drag it's, it out it's over the week, weekend. It's actually almost a fortnight. Yeah, don't worry. They'll, they'll keep you interested right to day dot. There'll be, I almost guarantee there'll be a trade that's been done that they won't let them release just to keep everyone It'll hooked. be Luke Jackson right at the death, I reckon. <laughs> to West Coast. <laughs> uh, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield on the Shelter Footy Cast. One more before we get to the end of it. I thought we'd do a bit of a PTI here, Skate. I, I don't know where you're going to sit on this one, but... I wanted to throw this one out. Jason Horn Francis should stay the course of his rookie contract at North Melbourne and not head home to Port Adelaide. Well, I know where you sit on this, so I might as well just go in the opposite direction. If it's good for the rest of the competition to bail on contracts and just call their the tune as they choose, then why shouldn't it be the case for, for Jason Horn Francis? Because the go-home factor is used for, for so many players. He's won, albeit he's only been there a year. Well... Everyone else is doing it in some fashion. Now, whether it's uh, Rory Lobb trying to get out of a contract two years early, whether it was, uh, say, Cam McCarthy trying to come home earlier from his contract from the Giants, it's it's just part of the way footballers think nowadays. Not to help your argument, but, I mean, North Melbourne's not exactly uh, uh, absolutely killing it at the moment either, are they? I mean, he hasn't... Had hasn't it. helped his cause. It hasn't helped the cause to try and... I mean, Clarko, dare I say it, if, yeah. if, if Clarko had been locked and loaded at right now would that request still be in possibly I'll, I'll go against you and say that yes he should stay the course it's a two-year deal you enter the draft as a 17 18 year old knowing that uh, you could leave your home I've, I've done it there's been plenty more before me plenty more after me that have been interstate draft days that it's it's a body hard move moving away from your friends and family and it and it's not a good feeling when your name gets read out and you're going to be moving into state. But as an Adelaide player, he was a lot higher percentage to be moving away from home than 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 not, mm. right? He's a he's a two two club chance to stay at home and otherwise he knew he was the best player in the in the draft. He, he he knew he was. He was always going to be number 1. He played great senior footy as a 16-year-old as a 17-year-old. He was going number 1. So he knew he was going to be moving away. Right. Everyone's different. Every everyone's individual circumstances change, and he's clearly not happy. I just think, I think one the homesick factor is a bit of a smokescreen to what's actually going on. Like, if it, if it was so homesick, the, the the request would be, get me home to South Australia, however possible, please, Adelaide, Port Adelaide. I don't care. I'd love for the footy club to get the best win out of this possible, but no. A eighteen-year-old who's played absolutely stuff all games goes to the club and say, oh, "I want to go to Port Adelaide." 
mate, he, he knew what's going on. He's an adult now. He's big enough to make his own decisions. I think he should be staying out the two years at North Melbourne, even though it's an absolute basket capital footy club. I find it hard to disagree with you, <laughs> but I knew I had to take that that line no. of thinking because, unfortunately, that's just the way the trend well, of, of well, well, players well, to, is. To, to help to help your case, right? Um, they played him on a half forward flank. Uh, his head coach got sacked this year. Um, he was dropped for not doing ice spins. Um, he is homesick, and he's clearly not enjoying himself in footy. He was also a highly successful junior that has a very very large competitive streak. He's coming to a team that loses games of football by 100 points. He got reported during the year for whacking someone. Clearly, that comp- the competitive streak has turned into frustration of just dealing with shithousery. And he's, he's, not, he's not enjoying himself. So to go with your argument, get out of there. That, that was his yeah, mentality, of course. And if Correct. you've got the manager and, and the ways to do it, uh, why not? And just slightly, don't, don't, don't use this as direct comparison. Nathan Buckley, when he was up at Brisbane, he went up there with no intention of staying there long term, did he? This no. is going back yeah, a long time ago. But he, he wanted to get down to Collingwood as soon as he could, and yep. he did. And as soon as he left, <laughs> the Lions won premiership for all bucks. Well, let's see if North Melbourne can do the same with Alistair. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. There you go. Shelter footy cast done and dusted. We'll see you next time. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, you know where to find us. Shelter footy cast on Instagram. You can get in touch with us via email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us as a podcast. Anything to finish us off, Skate? You got any more tulips on the way home, mate? No more tulips. Um, I've, I've dealt with my numpties this week, but all I'm going to say is that you and all your, your tribe going down to, down south with a little bit of uh, Shelter Brewery action on the way, I uh, am jealous, I'm envious, and uh, hopefully you bring home some of that nice cold stuff. We will see you at the Shelter Brewery in Bustleton. Scoey's heading down there with the Rockefellers. We'll be down there having a couple of shelters off the wood. Giddy up. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.